What's up, guys? My name is Barn Saunders, and you're listening to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And on this podcast, we will be talking about recovery in the broadest, most general sense possible. Recovery is so much more than just getting over something. Whether that be drugs, loss, physical injury, or mental health, the principles of recovery can be applied to all areas of life. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on everything and anything that can cause struggles in life or cause great success in life, and how to navigate through the good and the bad times, as well as getting on the path of recovery from any and all setbacks or choices that may have led you down the wrong path. Another thing I want to emphasize is recovery is a constant progression forward. And what that means is recovery doesn't ever end. You can recover from something and then always fall right back to where you were. That's why in recovery, and especially here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, you won't hear us talk about how to recover and be finished. Recovery is always pushing forward and striving for betterment, even when the original reason for starting recovery is no longer a factor in your daily life. And we're live. Hey, Tamika. Hey, Barnes. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you so much for coming out this week. You know, I'm super excited to get you on the podcast. And believe it or not, you were the first woman guest I've had on the podcast. I was going to ask you that too, whether or not I was the first woman. Well, yeah, so you are. Okay. So I want to say thanks to all our listeners tuning in this week. Um, This week's guest is a very special friend of mine, home group member of mine. Um, she's been truly an inspiration, um, and she's so hilarious and inspiring. And just you know, just as hilarious she is, she's just as inspiring. Um, so super pumped to get you on the pod. But yeah, so thank you for having me. I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity and this invitation. Of course, of course. So I'm really excited about being here too. I didn't think I was gonna be here this soon. Because I was planning on going to Vegas first and then getting a tan and then coming back and sharing. <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of nervous, though. I've never done this before. Oh. Uh, yeah. Don't don't so worry about it at all. This is really different. Yeah. But I like it. It's a good atmosphere. And I'm with somebody that I admire also. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. You. So I'm super excited to be able to um, share with you and whoever else is listening. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So my name is Tamika and I'm in recovery. <laughs> and I just acknowledge my 12th year clean and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to be clean again. But most importantly, to be in recovery. You know, um, it's not my first time being around, but this is my first time being in recovery. So I don't consider what I did a relapse because I didn't change before. Mm. But this time, though, I've really changed you know, for the better. And I had the opportunity to get to know who I am, whose I am, and where I've been, and where I can go. So I'm grateful for that. And I like to thank the God of my understanding for that. You know, it's a precious gift to be able to wake up and not be ill. Mm. It really is. Because I used to come too, which was nothing nice. You know, it really wasn't nothing nice. But I'm grateful for those things too. Because um, cause it wouldn't have gave me the gift of desperation that I had to have to be able to embark on this journey called recovery. You know, so so I don't have no regrets on what I did in the past and where it took me to to be able to be where I am today. You know, and that's my gratitude is that I'm able to be where I'm at and to continue to grow. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, just a little bit about me. I'm from Arlington, Virginia, which is where I'm actually sitting at. It's really amazing (laughs) because I cut up around here. I did a lot of dirt out here. And, and, uh, man, it was just nothing nice. But, um, But wherever I went, I always took me with me. Mm. You know? And I used to hear people say that inside the rooms before, but... But I really know what that means now when I took me with me everywhere I went, you know. um, So I grew up 
right over there in South Arlington, right off of 24th Street in Green Valley, the Knock community. And, um, you know, I'm the youngest of five children on my mother's side. I'm my father's only child, uh, which I found out much, much later who my dad was. And, you know, and I grew up with my older siblings except for one. One was grown and gone by the time I was born. And so, so everybody in my house looked a certain type of way, they acted a certain way, and they talked a certain way. So I knew right off the bat that I didn't belong there. But them telling me that the UPS truck dropped me off, which wasn't funny before, but it is now, though. It's, <laughs> it, it was sad, though, because cause I really did look different. Because mm. I have a different father. You know what I mean? And yeah. what happened for me was... When my mom used to have like these little get-togethers, they had like car parties and they would, I mean, they would celebrate, you know, and they had the little solo cups sitting around and everything. So I used to like sip out the solo cups before throwing them inside the trash can. And so that was my introduction to, um, to the death style that became like a regular thing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like the norm. And, um, uh, when I had an opportunity to try other things, I did try those other things, you know, including the butt naked back in the eighties out in Southeast DC. But that's in a whole nother story right there. I ain't even <laughs> go over there. But, but what I do know is that, um, that scared, shaky little girl that was on the inside that didn't feel like I belong. That was the person that I took with me everywhere I went, you know, when I had to, wear many masks so that I could be able to fit in wherever I went. So by the time I got to the fellowship that I belonged to, you know, I didn't know who I was. You know, I suffered from from not knowing who I am and whether or not, like, if recovery was really going to work for me. Because, like I said before, you know, I smoked nine years and now I got 12. But... But what I get, though, is is the opportunity to share with other people that experience some of the same things that I experienced. And, you know, and I know that, that God didn't get me clean and serene for me now because I have something to offer. There's some, there's some women that I've been able to help along their journey to let them know that just because you didn't go to jail, that don't mean that you're not an addict. Mm-hmm. Just because you graduated from high school and had scholarships to go away to college, that don't make you not an addict. You know, um, the disease is mental, physical, and spiritual. And and uh, what I get now is an opportunity to share with these women, you know, that that you too can recover with with degrees and physical, material things and stuff like that. You know, it don't matter whether or not if you got a house and a car and degrees and letters behind your name and stuff. You know, um, we all have have an equal platform where we can actually recover from the disease of addiction. You know, and and uh, you know, and find a new way to live. So I'm, I mean, I'm really grateful for the for the promise that any addict can stop using, lose it is already used, and find a new way to live. And make no mistake, just because I got 12 years in, I'm still finding out this new way to live. You know, on the way here today, you know, um, Barnes and I, we was talking, and he was talking about his dad and his driving and stuff, though, because I got real bad passenger rage. Yes, you heard me right. I have passenger rage because I don't even have a driver's license yet, right? And I be cussing people out and and um and blowing the horn from the passenger seat in my husband's car, man. It's just crazy. I mean, how? I mean, you, how you in the world good. do these people get driver's licenses, man? I'm like, I mean, damn. I'll I'll say you were pretty good on on the drive back here from uh, from Alexandria. You know, you definitely had a couple moments where uh, you know someone. <laughs> someone yeah. pulled out in front of us and and oh, I saw no. it come out but hey trust me I get the same one <laughs> mm. I'm trying to tell you it's just crazy I mean the stuff the stuff that these people be doing out here you know but 
But being in traffic and and um, being inside the passenger seat, you know, I have an opportunity to actually observe you, you excellent drivers, such as you and my husband and other <laughs> folks, you, you know, what to do and what not to do. Y'all still showing me this, mm. you know, and it doesn't matter um, where we come from and what we did in the past and all of that kind of stuff. We actually, we... We have an opportunity to learn from each other, hmm. you know. And you say you learn from me. I mean, but by golly, you know, I learned so much from you. You know, you know, went back to school since you've been here, and congratulations on your two years, man. I'm <laughs> Thank super you excited so much. to be in your presence. Thank you about that. That's wonderful, you yeah. know. And it's a great feeling to have multiples. Yeah, you know, it's it, something it different. It feels surreal. Um, right. Yeah, right. I was I was talking about it earlier on on the drive. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't believe it's been two years. You know, I, I and I forgot about it this morning. Right, I just yeah. didn't even realize when I woke up. You know, it yeah. was like, you know, after I finished the gym this morning, I kind of realized like, oh wait, like today's the fourteenth. Like I have two right. years today. And that's what's um, up. It's it's such an amazing feeling. Um, you know, yes. just I never never in a million years would I ever have imagined of my life being what it is today. Absolutely. Um, you know, I and, agree. and I, I loved what you were saying about, um, you know, how just because you haven't done certain things yes. or just because you haven't lost certain things yes. doesn't mean you're not an addict. Um, I think that's, I think that's so important to realize is, you know, like this disease does not discriminate. Absolutely. It really does not discriminate. It affects people of all different backgrounds, all different situations. Um, ages. Yeah, and yeah. ages for sure. Ages. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Age, wealth, religion, you know, where you grew up, you know, right. it really, really does not discriminate. No, it doesn't. Um, and for me, I used to, you know, I used to justify and rationalize based on, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff that I hadn't done yet. Yes. Right? Like you talked right. about, you know, just because you have a car, you know, yeah. I had a car, you know, mm-hmm. just because you haven't been to jail or prison, you know, I've never been to jail or prison. And, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't homeless, you know, I wasn't, you know, all these things that I would use. Um, it was, it was told to me one time, someone in recovery, Mm -hmm. you know, told me that all of the, all of your hasn't, you know, all the things you haven't done, really, they're just things you haven't done yet. That's it. Um, and it was, it was a truly eye opening for me to, you know, get to a point in my, in my life where I was able to look past all the stuff that I'd been using as a justification and you know sick rationalization inside of my head telling myself like you know i'm not really that bad you know i'm not homeless i'm not shooting up i don't really need to go to rehab but um but when i was finally able to see you know after my last overdose finally able to you know come to that point of surrender like you know it had happened so many times that you know i just didn't see how i was any different anymore um and that's that's one of the most important things for you know, for me, as as much as I see my uh, my own thought process changing throughout the journey of recovery, Absolutely. is when I hear people's stories and hear the stuff that they've been through, the stuff that they've they've done, and yes. you know, no matter how different it may be from my own personal story, yes. you know, I try to focus on relating to the feelings. Yeah. Um, because no matter the situation, you know, if if I've gone through something that made me feel that same way, mm-hmm. then that is something that brings us together. Yeah. Um, that's what brings us together and that's the unity that talks about inside of tradition 1 and 12 yeah. that's 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 what really hit home for me too because mm-hmm. I was just like you know you know, I was the first female um, um, black female football player for the varsity no way really team. yeah right oh my gosh yeah that's awesome you know I was what position did you play linebacker Damn. Yeah, okay, Tamika. Right so, so yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I played linebacker. Oh, okay. Yeah, my senior yeah, man, year of high school. I used to throw dirt on them and then mash. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love it, man. That's I was so grimy. crazy. I, I, I never like, knew that. Right. I know. I never shared that with you. That's but, awesome. But yeah, you know, you know, and I was voted most likely to succeed and make the um the first million from the not community. Oh wow. You know, which didn't happen. You know, I gave away my millions. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you could still get them back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I came close, but um, yeah. But this time, though, this time, the money don't really matter. 
the work that I'm able to put in despite all the things that I did in my past. Mm -hmm. That's what really hit home for me is that um, that I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams because I am in recovery. Mm. You know, and then I see the the opportunity to be able to to pass that on to other people, whether um whether I actually make the seven figures in that bond. Yeah. You know, it really doesn't matter though because I'm comfortable with how I'm living with my financial means with me and my husband. And the thing is, you know, even if I never hit that million, I've invested in enough people that they'll be able to hit the million. Mm. You know, and and um, that I left my mark on the world. Yeah. You know, not as a dope fiend junkie. Not eating out of trash cans again, Barnes. Mm. My kids saw me eat out of trash cans. Mm. Um, my mom and my dad did too. Mm. You know, and and uh, some other people in my community was like, Dad, what happened? Because I was an all-star player and stuff. You know, and then I had a scholarship to go to North Carolina A&T, which I did go. And I smoked that scholarship because I kept coming back to D.C. to get more boats, you know. And then I end up having a child with somebody that I don't even know who my two kids' father are, my older two children, you know. And I'm okay with that now. You know, I've gotten free of that because I was able to break real and be honest with another human being and ask God to forgive me. And God forgave me. And then I had to forgive myself. And now my children, they never forgave me. Mm. My oldest son, he just turned 27 on July 11th. I think that was on Monday or Tuesday. I forgot what day it was. But, um, but he's 27 years old and he has a daughter. Wow. And he named her after me. They uh, named that amazing. poor little girl, D'Amika. I was like, what in the world? You 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 jinxed that child name after me. I said, I just pray to God that she just don't oh my goodness. But I mean, hey, you know, um the thing is though, he and his fiance, they allowed me to be a part of my granddaughter's life. That's amazing. You know, and I wasn't there to raise him, but I um but I've shown them well first of all I showed my son that um that I can be trusted, you know, and that he can count on me and um you know and that I'm present for him. You know, and um he allowed me to be a part of my granddaughter's life. So That's me and amazing. my husband we getting on the plane and we going to Washington State in September to go see Demika. To meet her in person. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about getting on my first plane next Sunday wow, to go to Vegas. Plane ever? First plane ever. I wow. never flown before. You know, I never wanted to be off nervous? the ground. No, no, not really, not anymore. Mm. You know, I used to be nervous about it, and and uh, but but a lot has changed with me since then. Yeah. You know, and um, COVID hit and stuff, and I'm just like, man, I got a passport. I need to start putting stamps on it. <laughs> you know, why have a passport and don't use it? True. You know, and I yeah. never had a desire to get a passport, to get a driver's license, Barnes. You know, um, to rewind a little bit, um, my mom, she offered to pay for driver's education at Wakefield when I was in high school. You know, and I was like, no, drinking Jack Daniels was way more important than oh, getting man. the license. Right? Because cause I seen other people drinking and driving and they was getting in car accidents. They was getting DUIs. People were getting hurt and stuff. So even in the midst of my addiction, active addiction, I was able to make a conscious decision that I didn't want to be one of those drunk drivers. Mm. That I didn't want to cause harm to nobody else, wow. including myself, for that matter. You know, drinking and driving wasn't cool for me. The, the, there was a lot of people that was that was drinking and driving in the 90s, Barnes, and, and the shit was not pretty. Mm. No, it wasn't pretty. And so... You know, so I knew when she offered uh, for me to take driver's education, I was like, no, I don't need no car. I don't need no driver's license. I don't want to hurt nobody. Mm. You know, and I remember telling her that in my junior year. And so she was just like, okay, you don't want no driver's license. Okay. You know, and plus, um, why have a driver's license, Barnes, when I had a BMW, bus, metro, and walk? <laughs> <laughs> I was 
like, yeah, I got a BMW. I could catch the bus over there to D.C. I can get on one bus to 16J or to 38B and get across the bridge to D.C. in like 20 minutes anyway with no traffic, not hurting nobody, you know, and mm-hmm. all that other kind of stuff. So I was like, shoot, I don't need no car. I don't need no license. You know, and I never really had a desire to have one until now. Mm. And so now that I want it, you know, I put in the work so that I can get it. You know, and watching licensed drivers such as yourself and my husband and a few others, like my sponsor and stuff, you know, and I see what y'all do and I see how y'all like shift gears and all that other kind of stuff. I'm observing, I'm learning, you know, and then I consider my life now is, is, um, like a LE, a learning experience. Totally. You know, I totally. try to learn from everything that I experience. Yeah. You know, and uh, recently, Barnes, you shared something with me. You know, is everything okay? <laughs> yeah. And by golly, it really works. Because <laughs> yep. I did it at work, I did it at home, and I did it at another, um, you know, another setting that I go to, um, the H&I subcommittee. Uh, you know, I tried it for there, for some of the listeners who may not know what you're talking about. Explain that for him. Explain that. The uh, um, the H and I part. No, the it's oh, okay. Oh, uh, oh or, everything, uh, yeah, okay. is everything yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, like at work, for example, um, when I tried it out on Miss Elena, it was funny. It was less like she yelled at me for something that I didn't even have anything to do with. But because she was in her own little space or funk or whatever you want to call it, she popped off on me. And then instead of saying, bitch, who are you talking to? <laughs> Which would have been my natural response. I was just like, is everything okay, Miss Elena? You know, and, and, and that really, I mean, that really like pissed her off and stuff. And I don't even know what her nationality is. But it was just like... Um, our eyebrow raised up like it was the rock or something. She just went inside <laughs> the office and closed the door. Yeah. Then about uh, 45 minutes later, she came back and she said, I'm sorry, Miss Tanika, that wasn't for you. Mm. And so yeah, I was like, damn, that I'm... shit worked. <laughs> I was like, it really worked. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> blown away at how well it works. So yeah. so the the idea behind what she's talking about, right? And, and it was shared with me, you know, one time that, you know, because I used to struggle with, uh, you know, let my anger get out and, and of course, like, you know, getting into arguments and confrontations and mm-hmm. kind of just letting things escalate. Um, and, you know, it was shared with me one time, you know, to avoid escalating a situation. Like if someone's getting in your face, if they're cussing you out, yelling at you, you know, the natural response is to do all that stuff right back to them. Oh, but uh, instead of instead of cussing them out or yeah. instead of raising your voice back at them. You know, if they, like you said, if they start, you know, popping off at you, all you have to do, you know, look them right in their eye with the concerned and you have to be genuine about it. You know, can't, can't seem like you were being sarcastic, like, because then they'll get really bad. It could backfire. (laughs) But if if you genuinely mean it, if you just look at them and calmly say, Hey, is everything all right? Yeah. Sometimes it'll, you know, the other person will just walk away. Yeah. And they'll kind of realize, like, yeah, like, this isn't worth it. Like, something else is going on that's making right. me get Absolutely. mad. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad it worked oh, for you. Oh, I'm glad it worked It's, too, it's worked for me a ton of times. Um, You know, there's there's friends of mine that are, I would catch myself getting into arguments with them. And, you know, instead of, instead of being like a hothead and, you know, just escalating the situation, you know. Mm-hmm. If you just ask them if everything's all right, like, the majority of the time it is something else. That's yes. causing another person to, you know, get mad and, and take out that anger and frustration on you. Absolutely. Um, and I only know that because I do that. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? If I'm having a shitty day, mm-hmm. I'm so much more likely to, you know, be aggressive and, and yes. you know, take out my anger on other people. Absolutely. So, so Tamika, I wanted to ask you okay. um, when you were when you were going through your story there, you know, you said uh, you said how. You know, you had been clean before, but you had never really truly experienced recovery before. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you what you meant and what that was like for you, because I, I have a really similar story. You know, today, today is two years clean and sober for me. And yes. so I've, I've been in recovery now for two years. Yes. Um, and before this time around, you know, before this time around, the longest clean time I ever had was six months, um, which is, you know, it's a lot of clean time. Yeah, um, yeah, I was fully terrible. clean and sober for six months, but I was so far from recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, I had not changed my people, places and things. 
I was still, you know, hanging around with the same people, going to the same places. Yeah. You know, I was clean and sober for all the wrong reasons. I wasn't involved in recovery wow. pretty much in any way, right? Yes. You know, people were trying to give me advice and suggestions, but I, I didn't want to hear it. Yes. Um, and for me, from my own, own experience, you know, those first six months that I had clean, I had every intention of getting high again during those six months. Um, oh, you know, I was, I was taking a break. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I viewed it. You know, I viewed it as taking a break. Yes. And when I hit those six months, I viewed it as if I had proved to everyone that I didn't have a problem. Yes. Right. I was just trying to get everyone off my back. I wanted to get my parents off my back, my ex-girlfriend at the time, mm -hmm. you know, my friends who, you know, it started expressing a little concern, yes. you know, and once that six months had gone by mm -hmm. and everyone had kind of chilled out a little bit, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was my 21st birthday when I when I had my first relapse. Um, and then I relapsed a bunch of times after that up until currently um, when I actually gave the program of recovery a shot. You know, when I actually started, you know, going to 12 step meetings, you know, I, I went to actually this time around. I went to treatment, moved yes. into a recovery house. Um, you know, I changed literally everything about my life. Um, and to me, that was that was the difference. Yes. Um, so I wanted to ask what, what that was like for you and, and well, kind of what happened there. So during my my first time around, um, you know, I did go to meetings. So that was one thing that I did different that was what you just was talking about. So I went to meetings for nine years. Mm. You know, so going to meetings really do work. Yeah. You can stay abstinent by just going to meetings. You really can. But I understand, though, that that because um, I didn't believe that I had a problem and I, or I certainly, or I can't address a problem like if I don't believe that there is one. Yeah. Because I was 23 years old. Mm -hmm. 23 years old when I came around the first time. And I stayed until 30, 33. Because my birthday is in December. And so I picked back up right after that. And, and it was just like, like the time just went by really quick for me. Those nine years, they just flew by. You know, going to meetings, I got a job. I actually stayed on the job for five years. Mm. And that was something that I couldn't do before because, I mean, drinking Jack Daniels was way more important than going to a job. You know what I mean? And so, so, um, so I was able to stay on a job. Um, get um get my two kids back and uh and I had another child and I got my first apartment and everything was great grand and groovy so I thought mm -hmm. you know and you know and like you you know you said that you didn't change your people places and things neither did I you know matter of fact I did more dirt um breaking the law and doing other stuff that's not legal um during those nine years, you know, and I remember um, thinking to myself when I did get a sponsor that this woman can't tell me what to do. She don't know me. She don't understand, you know, and I remember feeling like, like, I mean, you know, I'm young, y'all old, you know, and the, um, the lady that I, the lady that I had as a sponsor in name only, you know, she was, she was old enough to be my mother. So she was old in my book, you know, she was like almost 50 years old. Then. And so it was just like, you know, I'm young, you know, I just hit a rough spot, you know, maybe if I hadn't drank um, too much, too long that, yeah, you know, but I really didn't believe that, that, um, that I had a problem, you know, so, so the problem never got addressed and you know, like it says inside the basic text, the same addict will use again. You know, and that's what happened. You know, I celebrated my ninth year anniversary. It was on September the 3rd of 2010. And I didn't go to a meeting after that until this clean time that I have now, which, which started on the 4th of July. And I remember... Um, thinking when I was at the bus stop and I was smoking that J with those young guys who was like who was into some of the some of those those illegal activities that I was part of you know you know I was like let me hit that and they was like you don't you don't smoke meat 
you know, and and so so I was just like, it's my stuff. I'm gonna try it. I'm all right. I'm good. You know, and I really believe that. I really believe mm. that 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 I was all right and that I was good though, because I had a two bedroom condo in Southeast. I had two of my kids with me, you know, and I was in college to finish up my um my bachelor's degree in accounting, and and you know CDs, um, um, bank account, savings account, a job you know, that I went to and everything, you know, I mean, those physical things that we talk about, yeah. you know, I had a lot of that, you know, and then when I smoked, it was off to the races. It was as if I didn't even stop for those nine years long. Yeah. Real talk. Damn. You know, and I smoked everything and I drank everything in less than six months. Mm. Cause I picked up on Martin Luther King Jr. Day in 2011. And, and and I hadn't been to a meeting since September the 3rd, months before. Mm. So, yeah. You know, and when, um, when my youngest daughter, she, um, she came to me and she said, Mommy, we've been robbed. And I said, who did it? What did they do? You know, and I'm that addict inside of my mind that, that, that I'll help my three-year-old daughter look for her shit that I just stole. Damn. And so, you know, and the look on her face was just like, I mean, it was just like, damn, what have I done? Hmm. But I couldn't stop. Because I had unleashed that beast again. Hmm. You know, and, and the crazy thing is, is that looking back now on that situation, and it comes up in my memories on Facebook, Barnes, and it hurts still. The thing is, though... I'm not that person that I used to be anymore. I'm now a mother to my children, well, most of my children. Oh, I'm not sure if I share it with you, Barnes, but my daughter got kidnapped oh when, um, when I had 10 months clean when I came home from treatment. Wow. And she's still messing. Damn, I'm so sorry. And, and wow. uh, you know, and that shit hurts. You know, it's not the day that don't go by that I don't think about KK. Mm. You know, but... That's how I got into the field that I'm in, um, law enforcement, because it's, it's, you know, I worked with the FBI and stuff, and the lady that that swore that she loved my daughter and she would take care of my child for me so I could go away to treatment because I went to treatment this time too, Barnes. Yep. You know, I went to treatment and I graduated from that program so others might eat. And, and I, you know, and I actively participate with the alumni for some and the thing is though what I understand is um, now is that God is going to bring my daughter back when it's time not in Tamika's time not in the FBI time not in the CIA not in nobody else's time but in his time and I need to stay in position so so even though my daughter's been missing most of my clean time. You know, I, w I still pray and I still believe and I trust that God is going to bring her home because my youngest son, he'll be 20 years old next month, Barnes. And, and um, you know, and he found me and he got adopted when I was using. He got adopted mm. and he found me. He found his sister and he found his brother, which is my two older children. And, um, you know, and I actually have somewhat of a relationship with him. You know, and I had to tell him that you have to forgive me for you, not for me. Yeah. Because I already forgave myself for the things that I, I left undone. Mm -hmm. The harm that I caused in your life. But you got adopted by these wonderful parents. And, and I'm okay with you not calling me mom. But please believe me that I'm here. You know, and that I'm present. You know, and he calls me from school. He's a football player, like his mom used to be. <laughs> he played for Syracuse University. And, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. He got mm. games too, Barnes. And that's good. A, that's He's so good. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it's it's so amazing to hear like that he found you and and that he calls you and that he reaches out and mm -hmm. and just like you said, like you're present today. 
mm-hmm. out of all of that stuff like today like with all the work that you've put in towards your recovery like you're present in your life today Absolutely. Um, it's one of the things I'm so grateful for each and every day is is being able to be present for Absolutely. my family for my friends mm-hmm. uh, for my girlfriend you know, even present to show up to work, um, you know, oh, present to take care of my responsibilities today. Absolutely. Um, yes. Thank you so much for sharing all that. That's, that's, it's, it's really inspiring to see where you are today. Yeah. It's so amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. But you inspire me too, though, because I see you have the green pimples over there. <laughs> so, um, um, so I'm all about that too, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and people like yourself and my sponsor and stuff, y'all tell me the sky's the limit. It really is. You know, yeah. and, and that um, that I'm not too old to get a degree. Definitely not. You know, so so I'm really looking forward to going back to college and I'm on finishing up this, this bachelor's degree that I started so many times. You know, and I used to have like real low self-esteem issues with, with completing stuff that I started. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't care that I'm 47 years old and I'm 65% great in my hair barns. <laughs> you know, I'm cool with all of that. My I, thing hold is, on, hold on. I would not say 65%. Yeah, it is actually 65%. What? Look at all this over here and then look back here. <laughs> back here is a start. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm turning silver. You know, I'm like salt, pepper, gray. Just can't change me. It's all good. <laughs> You know, but the thing is, though, it's, it's, you know, it's just truly a blessing to know that I have what it takes to be able to be successful. You know, I'm on the first thing, first and foremost, I have to keep God in my recovery at the top because without that, ain't none of this possible. That TV over there and that PlayStation remote and stuff you got, everything, all this stuff will fit inside of a half gallon. Yep. I'm crystal clear on that. You know, I'm real crystal clear on that. And the thing is, it's, it's just a, you know, it's like a mind thing with me, though, though, because now I know what not to do because I did all of the wrong things before when I was in college, Barnes. So now I know that when I go back, just take one class. Easy does it, but do it, Tamika. Yep. You know, those cliches, they're going to come into play. You know, um, um, don't bite off too much you know do a little bit at a time totally and and it's not a um you know it's not a uh sprint you know it's a journey you know and i hear other i mean people saying how they went back to school and how they got their degrees and they didn't know what they wanted to be and all this other kind of stuff you know at least i have an idea of what i'm good at and what i'm not good at and and um where I can be successful in to totally. make it an occupation and stuff, and so when when you go back to school, what uh what degree are you? Criminal finishing? justice with a minor in in cybersecurity. Nice, that's yeah. awesome. Which is that's something that I'm awesome. really passionate about. Yeah. I'm passionate about it, and I'm actually really good at it because because like I was talking about when my daughter went missing and stuff, and that's how I found out that I wanted to be in the field that I work in, which is security. You know, um law enforcement and stuff it was like a matter of they was just like damn you did most of the attorney's work wow you know and they was just like have you thought about doing something in law enforcement and i was like hell no mm. you don't know where i come from <laughs> but you can't <laughs> tell the fbi nothing like that barnes you just can't you can't tell them that you think you were kingpin and cleo from the damn set it off movie <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't do all of that but but the thing is though because i've never been arrested you know, when I can pass background checks, why not? Hmm. Why not? And so, yeah. so, so that's where I'm at. And, and I want to, um, do something that don't feel like it's work. Yeah. You know, like, like, I think current, that's, I think that's how everyone wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. totally agree. Uh-huh. But yeah. currently right now, right now I have two jobs, you know, I do still work in security, but I also work in the field of of uh, giving back to women that's been incarcerated before and that has substance abuse issues and they need parenting and uh, they they get re-entry back into society. Some of them never been in society before because they mm. start using so young like myself, you know, and, and the thing is, though, spreading that hope 
that hope shot is the hit. I mean, when I see like the um, um the hopelessness begin to leave these women's faces and and they begin to start feeling good about themselves and they smiling and they're laughing. But when they first get to the facility that I work at, it's just like, damn, I'm in this institution. They don't tell me what to do. They're not grateful. They don't want to be there. All that kind of stuff. Just like how I was when I went to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I was just like them. You know, and then I tell them, I said, just because, you know, i never been in jail, that don't mean that I don't know what it's like to be incarcerated. Could you imagine being free inside of society, never been locked up before behind bars, but locked and loaded within yourself? I lived in a two-block radius when I was using for close to 19 years. Damn. Four from Rhode Island Avenue. That's my story. Yeah. I have a bus stop that was kind of like named after me. You know, and and, uh, the crazy thing is, though, you know, I'm, I'm... the crazy thing is, when I go past that bus stop now, you know, and I see some of the people who was out there when I was out there, you know, and I'll be like, but for the grace, there go I. Wow. You know, yeah. and and um, the thing is, though, now, and check this out, bro. I bought this because I knew that I was going to share about this. I got my own smart trip. Oh, yeah. I got a smart trip so I could ride the bus now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, next thing you know, I'm going to have a driver's license in the Toyota <laughs> Tundra. Yeah. I'm going to have me a pickup truck, and it's going to be Emerald Green. That's and amazing. So, so, so the thing is, is that that I realized um, where I've been and what happened and where I can go. You know, and the sky is the limit. And I, you know, and I just concentrate on what I'm able to do. What's my contribution? You know, and I wanted to share this before I close uh, this is is that um that it don't matter what I did before, but it's what I do now. Can yeah. I be my best version of myself in any and all um situations, Vaughn? Yeah. Can I bring about the best um the best mom I can be, the best friend I can be, the best sponsor, the best sponsee? the best person to be of service no matter where I'm at you know including traffic oh yeah you know and I want I mean that last that last one is a work in progress (laughs) I'm sure but I mean but the reality of it is is that that impression I want to leave and you know uh, that dash that they they put on your tombstone like I was born on December 27th 1975 I'll be 48 years old this year right and and the 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 thing is is that dash. What am I doing inside of my dash for? Mm. What kind of impact am I making on the world? Did I um can somebody say something good about Tamika Michelle Green when I'm gone? Yeah. Will somebody have something good to say? You know, and that's how I try to live my life on a daily basis is to to bring forth the best version of myself that I can actually be. Hell yeah. You know. I love how you say that. That's it's that actually one of my prayers. Um, yeah. One of the prayers I say every day to my higher power, my understanding is, you know, I reach out to my higher power and I pray for guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, please guide me to be the best version of myself today mm-hmm. and have it be your will, not mine. Yes. And that's that's one of the prayers I say every day. Absolutely. Um, it's a great way. And, yeah. uh, you know, as, as far as, you know, that question, does someone have something nice to say about Tamika? Well, I certainly do. You know, I'll always have nice, That's nice things up. to say about you. I'm glad. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing all that. Thanks for sharing your story. I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate um, that you saw something inside me. It's, it's so much. To bring me on. Of course. Of course. It. It's so much throughout your story that I can relate to. Um, a ton of the... You know how how you talked about you know your your especially when you said your life resolved in in a two block radius. Mm-hmm. You know, mine wasn't necessarily in a two block radius, but that's what it felt like for me. Right. You know, I you know my whole life revolved around using. Yes. It revolved around getting high. 
Absolutely. You know, I didn't want to be part of a conversation if drugs weren't the topic <laughs> oh, of that. Big, that's right. That's <laughs> if they weren't the topic of that conversation, you know, I was always focused on the next party, the next function, the next place I was going to go to get high. Mm-hmm. Next next way that I was going to acquire drugs Absolutely. and then use them. Um, so, it, you know, it felt like, you know, the, the difference in our priorities today mm-hmm. in life in finding recovery and how our priorities change and grow, yes. um, it is night and day. Um, and that's that's something that really stood out for me while, while you were speaking. Okay. Um, that's it's, it's an amazing thing. And yeah, I, uh, I too, uh, you know, started getting drunk and high at a, at a relatively young age. Um, and, you know, at a certain point, it just becomes uh, almost like second nature. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I started smoking weed so young that, you know, mm-hmm. it got to the point where, you know, my normal state was being stoned. You yeah. know, like if and, and then like if I wanted to get high or party, you know, I would already be stoned because I would yeah. first thing I would do, I would wake up in the morning and wake and bake. Yeah. So, you know, there were, you know, there were so if for so long, you know, smoking all day, every day, you know, once that was like my baseline, then like, you know, I wouldn't even consider that being high. You know, like, cause I was always stoned and then it, you know, became that way for everything else. Pretty much, you know, I always wanted to be as high as I could be. Um, and it was just never enough. And, you know, I also, I also liked how you talked about, you know, after those, those nine years you had, how it was like right back to the races. That's how it was for me after, after six months, Mm -hmm. you know, when I started getting high again, after six months, it was like, I had never stopped because I never, you know, I didn't. I was abstinent, just like you said. I was yeah. abstinent, yeah. but I was not working any form of recovery. Absolutely. No, I really wasn't changing my life for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so important for me today to, you know, to keep myself grounded and remind myself of that. That you know, recovery is so much more than just stopping right. using. Yeah. You know, recovery right. is so much more than just not getting high Absolutely. or not getting drunk. Right. Um, and for mm-hmm. the longest time, you know, I was convinced that. You know, if I was able to take a long enough break yeah. that every, <laughs> that yeah. all my, you know, that everything would work out and, you know, that my life would, you know, instantly become amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not the case at all. Like the program of recovery, you know, it's it's all about doing that internal work, the actual hard work yeah. um, and not just taking the easy way out. And for me, taking the easy way out was always, you know, turning to substances. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And Absolutely. and I like how you, how you talked about. You know, no matter what, you know, you were talking about millions for sure, uh, for sure. But, um, you know, I don't I don't even have to think about millions. I think about um, anything, anything, you know, millions is just a good example. Right. But throughout my active addiction, I felt like I was always chasing something Um, and I would I would have people in my life that I would look at and want to aspire to be because of all the materialistic things that they had. So I would. I would always be chasing something, you know, yes. if it wasn't the drugs, you know, it would be a brand new car, it would be new shoes, a new outfit, you know, and, and even, um, you know, even in my early recovery, I still had that mindset too. When I first got clean, Tamika, <laughs> yo, when, I, when I first got clean, yeah. after the meeting, I would go up to the dude with the nicest car yeah. and ask for his number. And try to get advice and suggestions from him, right? Because right. if, if you had that brand new Beamer at the meeting, yeah. I'm like, oh, I want that recovery. Yeah. You know, that's what I want my recovery to look mm-hmm. like. Um, yeah. But over, you know, throughout these past two years, I've seen myself change so drastically. And that today, the most meaningful relationships I have in my life are with people who inspire me to do internal work on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, not the people who, you know, hype me up to go try and get that new car. Or, you know, make me want to go get the nice, crazy paying job and, you know, aspire for all sorts of financial wealth and monetary gains. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, the most calm and peaceful and serene people that I've met in recovery are the ones who focus on improving themselves Absolutely. on the inside. Yes. You know, learning who they truly are, learning what it truly is that they want for themselves, for their life. Yes. You know, learning about their character defects, learning yes. how to handle and process their emotions mm-hmm. without going to the shopping mall yeah. or without, you know, because just because I'm clean today, you know, it yeah. doesn't mean that I won't, 
you know, go to go to Krispy Kreme and eat a dozen donuts or go down to 7-Eleven and get a whole bunch of nicotine and caffeine and sodas and candy or go spend all this money on a new suit or a new outfit or new shoes that I don't really need. Ooh, you know, I'll, I'll catch I'll catch myself. <laughs> you should <laughs> see my Amazon wish list. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah. but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's awesome. And I, I really loved how you shared about that because um, cause that's, that's a really big thing for me. And, and I always think it's, you know, I always think it's so, so interesting to kind of look back. Um, and, and you talked about that as well, like looking back on what it was like for you then yes. compared to what it is now. Um, and like for me, you know, it's only been two years. Like, don't get me wrong, two years clean and sober. It's a long ass time. You know, I never thought I would have one day. Um, but you know, it's just been two years and, and for me to, you know, have the hope and the inspiration from people like you with 12, 13 years and like, you know, who have done so much internal work and internal growth, you know, it's relationships like that, that play a huge role in my recovery. And it's, it's honestly, it's one of the biggest, um, pieces of advice and and suggestions that I always try and get is, you know, find the people that have the internal serenity that you want. And, you know, take that advice, take those suggestions from them. Um, You know, I I always like to say the opposite of my addiction is connection. connection. The connections and relationships with Mm -hmm. with my network, with the program, with the higher power of my understanding. All of those connections in combination, one day at a time is what keeps me away from my active addiction. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to tell you that's that's and that's amazing. That's amazing that you have all of that so quickly you know because i remember when i had two years this time and i was nowhere near how you perceived life to be with your two years as you sit here with me today i mean man i was still on the uh the shopping kick <laughs> when i had two years oh i'm I mean, still I on mean, it too I don't mean, you know I mean, i'm working real, on it i mean for real you know you know, I needed to get back. I needed the PlayStation back. I needed this the sixty five inch TV. You know, I wanted my kids back right away. You know, I just wanted to get back. You know, and the most amazing thing happened to me. That shit didn't come back right away. <laughs> it just didn't come back. I was like, um, no, not this time, Tamika. You know, so 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 actually learning. And dating myself, I did that since I've been in recovery before I met my husband. And I dated him before we got married. You know, we also went to marriage counseling before we got married. We also been in marriage counseling since we've been married. And we pray together, you know. And, and the, the, the most amazing thing that, that I realized is I look back over my, my previous four steps, which is desertion and fearless moral inventory. You know that line, but I'm going to just announce it right here on this, this nice podcast. And and the thing is, though, I remember not having much to write about in the relationship section mm. the first time. You know, um, so much that my sponsor and my grand sponsor, they told me, oh, no. Um, they actually went to the other fellowship and grabbed the Hazleton Guide on the relationships which was 125 questions that I had to write about each person that I encountered in my life from birth, I, I mean, well, well, from where I can remember, which I was like five or six, all the way up to, to the age that I was at that time, and I think I was 35 or 36, going on 36. So, yeah, it was, it was amazing to me to see how I interacted with other people. I always wanted something for nothing. Mm. Always, always without fail, even if it was a family member, even if it was, you know, from a job or employer, a supervisor, a case manager, when I started having all these babies and I didn't know who their daddy was and stuff, I always wanted something for nothing. And 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 uh, my thing was always more. Give me, give me more, more, more. Me too. And and other than that's the core. That's the core part of the disease of addiction. It really is for me. And you know, and then doing that internal work and that that spirit changing. Um, they call it a personality change. Yep. yep. That had to take place for me. 
And and uh, the thing is, though, when the kids did come back into my life, I was ready for them. God prepared me for my children coming back into my life, and I'm eternally grateful that I never got custody of them. My kids, they didn't, um, they didn't live with me until they was grown. Mm-hmm. They was graduated from high school, and, and my two oldest kids, they came and they stayed with me and my husband a few times and stuff, and now they grown and they gone. My daughter's moving to Vegas next month. I'm not too pleasant, happy about that, <laughs> but but I'm, I'm happy for her. Yeah. Because she's finding her way inside the world, and, you know, and she said, Mommy, when you come to Vegas, you can stay inside of my spare bedroom. And I was like, damn, you got a house? She was like, yeah, I got a house. And and um, the job is going to help pay for, I mean, all of this stuff and stuff. And and I'm just like, you know, I'm really elated for her. You know, yeah. and it goes back to when I said that I put what I have into um, the world and to the people that I come in contact with. My daughter, she's about to make almost six figures when she moved to Vegas. That's amazing. You know, and so yeah. maybe she'll hit the first million bomb. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, but even <laughs> still, though, though, the fact that she, I mean, she shared the information with me, and she gave me an invitation, and she said, you can come visit whenever you want to. That's awesome. You know, and she said when she go and she she move in and everything, she said, I'm going to send you a key, and you can come visit, and, uh, you know, you can fly on out here. And so, so... So that's what I've got. That's mm. what I've got. And so even if I don't make a million bars, <laughs> um, so what? Yeah. You know, the fact the fact that my daughter wants me around. Yeah. You know, and my son and his fiance and um Lil Mika, she 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 lights up like like a Christmas tree. Um <laughs> uh, when she see me on FaceTime Barnes. That's adorable. Because I had to buy her an iPad because, I mean, my son and his fiance, they team Android. I still don't understand that. But, <laughs> I mean, but it's okay, though. You know, I'm team Apple, you know. And so so, so I bought my granddaughter a $600 iPad for her um, for Christmas last year. And, uh, you know, and she turned one years old. And she's really good on it, too. Wow. You know, so, so, so I'm just like, okay, all right, yeah. But those relationships and those bonds that we we get to um, we get to share with each other yeah. and stuff, you know, that's 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 what really counts for me. That's what really counts. But but it don't mean though that I can't have goals and and um, you know and do the work that's necessary to get to them. Totally, of course. You know, and I heard oh, yeah. you talk about asking that dude for his number and stuff that had a member and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, I was like that too, you know, but the hit is though, um, you know, I go to work, I pay my bills, I got good credit, you know, so, so yes, I am going to get the truck that I want, the color that I want, because I can do that because I'm responsible today because I do show up for work. I show up for work early. I stay late sometimes and I, you know, and I communicate uh, with the people around me. Yeah. You know, I don't have to wear a mask when I'm at work. I can really, I mean, be me. You know, the real me. The genuine me. And so, Absolutely. You know, um, it's an amazing that's amazing. Thing. Yeah. That is an amazing thing. It's an amazing it really thing. And, really and that's is. what recovery really does for us. You know, it allows us to be our truest selves. Our truest you know, selves. And, and, and be honest selves. and be grateful for Absolutely. the ability. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's a perfect way to wrap things up for this week's episode. Um, Tamika, I want to say thanks Thank again so much. So for much. Having me. I of course, you having me. Of course. And I'm the first woman. So <laughs> that's great. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited about you and your experience over here and doing this. This is this is great. This is wonderful. Thank you. You know, yeah, I've been and, getting I've been getting so much out of it. Um, it's it's really been awesome. Um, and I've been getting a ton of good, good feedback, and you know, people reach out to me all the time now to to okay. talk about the pot. And that's but, what's um, up. That's what's up. I look thank forward you. to uh, to hearing some more, and um, you know, and just just seeing your your process and your journey. Thank you. Thank you know, you. I'm really looking forward to seeing how you 
how you continue to go <laughs> and grow forward. Absolutely. Because you know, that's what we do. We encourage each other and and um, root each other on and we celebrate each other's wins. And this is a win right here for you. Thank you. Definitely You know, is. it's like you and your natural <laughs> element and stuff. I can see you on Channel 4 or something doing Chuck Bell's <laughs> job or something on the weather. I well, maybe not it. the weather, but... Um, 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 Speaking of, you hear that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's starting to thunder. Ooh, well... Uh, I want to say thanks to everyone tuning in this week. And, uh, you know, huge, huge uh, thanks again to Tamika. Thank so, you. hope everyone has a great week and we'll catch you next Sunday. Okay. And here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, we just like to give a little disclaimer. You know, you may hear us talk about 12 step programs, meetings, sponsorship. You know, you may hear us talk about the individual steps or traditions. Um, but we like to let our listeners know we have no direct affiliation or association with any 12-step program. So once again, thanks to everyone who tuned in this week, and we'll see you all next Sunday.